0: I called it at the time paintball and girlfriend money.
1: Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started.
2: Welcome back to Millionaire Landscaper Podcast. Today, I'm so excited to be collaborating with Andrew Martinez of the Lone Star Lawn Talk Podcast. Now, Andrew's a great guy. He's been in the industry for a long time, and he has a great podcast. So if you haven't checked it out, again, it's the Lone Star Lawn Talk Podcast. Uh, He has some amazing guests on there, so definitely go check it out. Now, today, Andrew and I are going to be talking about something that I haven't come across in the landscaping industry as far as being discussed on the podcast. Perhaps it is. I just haven't listened to all the episodes, but Today, we are going to be talking about whether it's time to really consider throwing in the towel. Is it time to close up shop or take a break? Andrew and I are going to throw some ideas back and forth and share with you some of our thoughts on when is it time to really consider it, or is it time to actually dig in and go full bore in your landscape industry? So definitely don't miss today's episode. Stick around after a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use, and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is, it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created Busy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which projects were making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. Busy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download Busy Busy today, and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast to get three free months.
1: We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know, you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try SendJim. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendjim.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendjim.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today.
2: Welcome back to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have on another podcasting host, Andrew Martinez. He is the host of the Lone Star Lawn Talk Podcast, and he also owns the Southern Suns Landscape Management. So welcome, Andrew. Thanks for being on the show today.
0: My pleasure, man. I appreciate being on. I normally am the one doing this, but this is kind of nice being in the, in the passenger seat for once.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So Andrew, you mind telling us a little bit about yourself, how you got started in the industry and, you know, share a little bit about your podcast too.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'll start with the lawn and landscape side. So I'm kind of one of the traditional stories out there. I used to do this back in the day. When I say back in the day, 20, 25 years ago when I was in high school, I used to mow lawns, do little outdoor projects, things for the neighbors. I used to do all that probably like a lot of other guys that's maybe now full-time doing it and just kind of dabbled in it. I called it at the time paintball and girlfriend money, you know. So you <laughs> yeah. know, because because I was a teenager and all that, yeah. so that's where all my money went, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh, that's where I kind of got the knack for it. I did did all my stuff there at the house, hung Christmas lights there at the house for my mom and dad, and did little things around the neighborhood for churchgoers I was going to at the time, and and other neighbors. Neighbors there had a couple little ma and pa shops I would. Just go mow a strip of grass for them on the boulevard or something, you know, and then I got away from it for a while. I grew up, I guess, tried, tried to grow up. I don't know if I'm actually grown up. I don't know, but, <laughs> but then I didn't get back into it to make a longer story short, potential, uh, potentially long story short. I uh, wound up getting back into it in my, the early stages of my marriage, when we found out we were pregnant with our first child. And that was back in 2010 is when I finally kicked it off, got my DBA, got a, Bank account got all the good stuff, and and I souped up my parents' unused minivan, and just used what I could, and 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 hit the pavement, man, hit the pavement, hit the turf, you know. Nice. And I've been doing that ever since. So so I always like to refer to uh, however old my first board is. That plus six eight months is how old my business is. So we're going on thirteen seasons now
2: congratulations that's awesome appreciate it i love hearing these stories and i love hearing how people get started and you're you know in a minivan that's that's awesome
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know if you've heard but a lot of people refer to you know guys around low ballers and stuff and things like people who don't know their value or worth let's say that <laughs> call them chucks in the trucks and, and rick's lawn care not, not 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 if your name's rick sorry out there i'm just joking <laughs> but it's just a little pun people you know for that kind yep. of I w i wasn't really that i was uh i'll, I'll call myself a a chuck in the minivan i wasn 't really uh chucking the truck, so I kind of made it worse <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice so. nice I remember going back when my father started the business we we grew up I grew up on a farm, so we had he had a pickup truck, and we would did lawns and literally it was like a little bitty rotor tiller it just had a couple little tines on it, and we'd spend all day just like. Rotilling these yards and, and raking and shoveling in the back of the truck, like it was miserable. I hated doing wow, it. Wow,
0: that's a lot of work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oof. My mom hated it because it was tearing up her rototiller and everything. But oh yeah, we all start off small and and work our way up from something. So I think it's Man. it's awesome to hear other people's stories.
0: Yeah, it, it is interesting, and that's a lot of reason why. I even backtracking a little bit, what you're saying about the podcast. I mean, I've been in the in the business for many many years, but there's kind of been a wave of podcasting social media and all this has kind of hit the green industry. And I didn't jump on really until I guess it's going to be a year here in January. So 2022 in January is when I kicked off. And that's what I like. I like, you know, running into and learning from professionals like yourself and what y'all got going on and friends in the community and people abroad, you know, and other parts of the state and stories, like you said, and sometimes if you know, because you have a little headset on and a mixer board, People will open up to you a little bit more than if you just kind of sat down and, and had a beer with them. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yep. it's it's interesting. It's like, dude, I'm just like you. I just got one piece of equipment. That's all. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: so, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, I too, enjoy that experience of mm-hmm. stories and what people, the origins, how it's all put together, where they're what the story was up to the point they're at. No, I agree with you.
2: Yeah, everybody, for the most part, I think most of us start off, you know, as that tiny guy that starts off, just push the mower or, you know, mm-hmm. little rototiller, or whatever it is and back of the minivan and you just work yeah. your way up. And I, that's what I love about this industry. It's fairly simple to get started and the sky's the limit in what you want to do in it, which I think is great. True. It's a fact, man. But today we want to talk about kind of the opposite side of that. You know, you've been busting your tail and, you know, just things just don't seem to be going right. And- You know, sometimes you start contemplating, do I just throw in the towel? Do I just give it up? You know, do I, you know, I've been working so hard. It just, things just don't, aren't clicking. Things aren't happening. But we wanted to kind of talk about, you know, is it time to start thinking about that and considering throwing your towel? Is that uh, something that you've ever contemplated in your business? Absolutely. Um, Several
0: times. Yeah. I'd say the first five years of my business, while things were kind of coming together, there was growth year to year, but not the growth that I expected or really wanted. Now that I look back on it, I don't think I was being realistic. I just, I wanted the universe. And although I was pretty darn close to the moon, I wanted the universe kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just have like that, you know, romantic outlook on their endeavor that they start in on an idea of that. And if if it takes, you know, four or five years and you don't see much going on, you don't stop and smell the roses, you can get kind of frustrated. So I think the first five years is when I first thought about it. Uh, I have a good friend of mine, we went into business together, we're no longer, we're still good friends. So praise the good Lord for that. But when we split, our business was in pretty bad shape. I think as we were talking about stuff, trying trying to get set up for our interview, I kind of told you a little bit about that. And I was thinking about closing up shop then. And then there's just been maybe one or two conversations or ideas. I don't think I was ever really gonna do it. But it crossed my mind. And it's like, Man, well, what, what would what I have to start all over in something else? I don't have a nest egg to get started, and I'll never forget uh, Jonathan potashnik with uh, Long Care Millionaire, just like you. Hmm. He <laughs> he. Um, I learned this from him ten years ago. I mean, you know, people saying, "Oh, wanting to sell off their businesses, you got to be careful." People want to get out of it. Be careful because if it was if, if it was successful and it was being ran the way that it was supposed to, they wouldn't be selling it off. They'd have it as a I guess as a cash cow. I guess you could say. And so I just kind of, kind of a combination of all, I just kind of kept that in mind. I never really walked away from it. And that just kind of posed a question over the years, a solid question. I've asked people from time to time, you know, you always hear these, see these little memes of, you know, you keep going, even though it seems like, you know, you're not making any progress. You never know when your break is around the corner and there's a cute picture there. But then also you hear, you know, if you're spinning your wheels, throw in the towel. So what do you do? Those few times, I think, is the times where I would, in those seasons, I would ask myself that. I would entertain that idea. Yeah. What about yourself and, uh, and, and y'all's operations? Have you ever, I know you have a family operation. Did y'all ever, you know, run in, you know, asking questions about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, really early on, and I don't remember exact year. I know we, we started our business in 88, and I don't know exactly, but remember like three or four years into the business, and I was still in high school at this time. I remember my mom and dad just, you know, they were just arguing and fighting and I just happened to walk in one time and they're just talking about closing out the business. You know, they're having some serious, serious issues, you know, having, you know, getting money collected and and just finding work and all, you know, the usual things Mm -hmm. that come across in this business. Oh, yeah. I remember then they finally talked to one of our family relatives that was a serial entrepreneur. And they actually had a good conversation with him and, uh, they, he actually sat down with my parents and started kind of giving some ideas and some different thoughts on, on how to handle things. And, uh, they actually gave my parents a loan at that time to, uh, to kind of help us out and get us through. Wow! And, uh, yeah, I remember them having a serious conversation about it just because it's, it's difficult. You know, we deal with a lot. We deal with people don't want to pay, you know, of course, employees and just everything that goes in it. And, you know, it, I hear, you know, everybody's talking about employees are so hard nowadays. I mean, it's always been hard. I mean, it's been a little bit more, you know, difficult now, but it's always been difficult. Yeah. We've done it a couple of times. We've also had a partner. My dad started a, uh, we started a nursery and he partnered up with somebody. I actually went to work for that division for a while. And uh, yeah, we ran into some issues with that and we actually closed that part up and then just Consolidated just to the landscaping and law maintenance side. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been a few times, and it, it, I would venture to say most people in this business at one point or another have kind of questioned things whether they, they should have done it or, or, you know, should have shut the shop up. I think it's an interesting topic to bring up today.
0: Yeah. I've, again, I've always wondered that and kind of looking back on something that you said, just laced throughout your experience and with your parents and with your own endeavor with your father and all. It's all the same stuff, though. You know, people wanting to close up shops, stuff that I dealt with, stuff that you dealt with, I'm sure thousands of other entrepreneurs out there deal with. It's numbers, people not paying. It's, it's nothing unique. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, it's just a matter of getting your ducks in a row. And some, mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And I think that's what probably helps lead to a lot of possibly thinking about throwing in the rag kind of deal. But most definitely there was times in your business. And I know for me, I'm talking about myself. Well, it's like, if I keep doing this same thing, it'll be inevitable. I'll have to close shop. And even worse, I might even have to file bankruptcy, you know, but if I can change it, maybe we don't have to close up shop. So I kind of was in that space as well, kind of optimistically trying to keep the thing going. And then now here we are. I mean, we're not a huge seven figure business or anything, but I mean, bills are being paid. We can go on vacation and, you know, I can get my kids candy on uh, uh, impulse buy in the, in, the, in the aisles once in a while, you know. <laughs>
2: so. Well, when my wife really came into the business, you know, we started really taking a look at, at our numbers and everything. And, and, you know, we started really diving into it. And You know, for the most part, I was just out in the field working as a foreman and doing things. And then my dad promoted me to the uh, to vice president and, you know, moved me up into sales and stuff. And, uh, you know, just really taking a look at things and it's like, holy cow, we we have to make a, a change in the way we're pricing and what we're doing because we don't have the money there to pay for my wife now and pay for me and everything just to be not necessarily in the field working. And, yeah, some of those things like start popping up some of these questions like, man, did I did I make the right choice here? Should we brought my wife on? You know, those types of things start coming about. But me, myself, I'm 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 a bit stubborn. My wife will probably attest that many times over.
0: Most of us are.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I grew up with a mindset and and my parents, my grandfather always teach me, you know, winners don't quit and quitters don't win. And that's just kind of how I was. And I would try to stick it through. And sometimes it's like, man, should I have stuck some things through, you know, and I've, I've started some my other personal businesses too. I've had a computer repair business and oh, that's uh, cool. emergency light installation business and stuff. So I've had some of those things and I did quit some of those just because it just wasn't working out and i didn't have the heart or passion into it as i did the landscaping so it made it harder and that's something i wanted to kind of discuss today but i just didn't have the passion for it so i just didn't feel the need to continue going and yeah know we were doing all right but we weren't making the money really to to keep that drive there for me to continue it on so
0: well that i like to if you don't mind i' like to spend a couple minutes on that because you were you were that was you you were in that spot so you're you have a business that you continued on that you've Potentially thought about something about walking away, but then you would have had businesses that you just close shop on. Can I ask you what? Because uh, I mean, those seem like pretty lucrative businesses. I mean, I see people all around town with with shops like that, and they're doing doing well. What caused you to close up shop on those? Was it, like you said, was it art? Was it just disinterest and passion and all that, or was it kind of a combination of everything?
2: A little combination of both. It was uh, a friend of mine. We started the business up and, um, you know, he was really good at computers. I actually went to school for computer networking. That's what I have a degree in. But, you know, we we started doing things and, and it was going all right. We had some, you know, good contracts and stuff. But it was just very hard for me to find the time to go between my other full time job and this. And, you know, and it just, it was too much. And I didn't really want to get to the point where, my friend and I were, you know, battling it out, you know, and I didn't want it to get to that point. I didn't want to, going back to my father and mother, I remember them like literally yelling at each other. And I did not want that to happen to my friend and I. Yeah. So we started looking at things and, you know, we called it quits. You know, we probably could have kept it going if I really wanted to, but it just the passion wasn't there for me. The other
0: element wasn't there. To, the kerosene in the lamp just wasn't there like on your other.
2: Exactly. I get it. Exactly. And I like to me, I could vision a future in the landscaping side. I just couldn't do it in the, in the business side. You know, I was excited at first. Everybody, you know, get started and you're excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as it just went on, it's just like, man, I, d- I don't really want to do this for the rest of my life, you know. And uh, we just decided to close up shop, and you know, everybody went parted ways fine, you know. And we didn't come out millionaires or anything like that. But it was, it just wasn't wasn't there. Gotcha. And it was just the time dedication wasn't available for myself either. So we just called it quits. It was a company called RitTech. Tech. We quit that. I don't know, probably seven or eight years ago. So I mean, it's cool, but it's yeah, it's one of the things that just, if you don't have the passion, you don't have the drive. And this is something I see like many landscapers. If you don't have the passion, you don't have the drive for it may not be what you want to continue doing just because your heart's not going to be in it. You don't have the desire to get up in the morning, to go do whatever you got to do. So that was probably the main reason why I quit. Gotcha.
0: Well, that's interesting. I appreciate that. When that question popped up, I just had to know, I just had to ask you for selfish purposes. I was like, oh man, so. I'm sure there's other guys out there that can benefit from that. I just wanted to, I mean, you've been through it then Yeah. you've personally experienced both considering locking up, but I guess for me, what I take away from that is the passion wasn't there. I mean, it was fun, but it's like this other one's funner. So yep. I'm going to have to cut this one off and just dedicate <laughs> my other time and resource to this one to, to, improve. Yeah. I guess kind of like the, um, what, what I like to call the in and out burger effect, burger fry, shakes you know, that's all they do. And they might throw something in here once in a while, but then it it never sticks around because it just doesn't, you're too passionate about the burgers, fries, and steaks.
2: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh man. We've come across just in our academy, we've come across people that have come to us because they've been on the brink of just, they're ready to throw in the towel. Like I've literally had clients that were crying about things. And so I had to, you know, stop and okay, let's, let's talk about this a little bit further. You know, is this something that you want to continue doing? You know, if, you're at this point of view, you're crying about this. Yeah. Then we need to have a serious conversation. Is this something that you want to continue? You know, do you, again, it goes back to me was the passion there. Did you have the drive to, to keep pushing forward? You know, was it stressing out your relationship? You know, whatever it is, we need to discuss it. And after talking to them, they still have the drive. So okay, well let's look at what we can do to make some serious changes in your business. But to me, if if the passion is not there, you're not going to have the drive to make the change and, and put in the work that you need to do to turn around your business. So true,
0: true. I've heard I've heard from successful people that. A lot of business you shouldn't be passionate about, as long as they're profitable and making money and you're not wanting to pull your hair out, right? You yes. can definitely use different vehicles of business for cash flow and for investment, retirement or whatever, even if you're not passionate about it or you don't have that drive, but it's not pushing against you. Like maybe mm-hmm. like what situation all of us in the green industry find ourselves in between just number one, being out there in the elements and, and, and killing and bleeding and sweating and then you gotta go look at your, you know, negative bank account and then people aren't paying and then all that other stuff. But if you have the passion there, you'll find a way around it. You'll find professionals and in, to invest in themselves, like what you know, an operation you got running there. This wasn't around necessarily even ten years ago, but industry specific, right? Yep. Yep. I just think that's kind of the the main deal there is passion, because if you have that drive, you'll eventually find a way out of it. Maybe not, I don't know it could be different for
2: some people, but um. no, I agree hundred percent there, and I think what what i found with a few people that have come to me at that point was they were just burned out, and I think there's a difference between burned out and not having a passion, and I think you know it's easy to get burned out in this industry, and like you said, especially if you're the one that's out there busting your butt all day long and then you have to come back and deal with you know estimates and calling customers and, and collecting money and all you know employees not showing up, it just adds on and you know and just builds up, I should say. And, you know, you get in this mental state, I think of just, I'll work harder, I'll drive, I'll do more and harder, you know, and, and I'll just, I'll make it, it'll, it'll happen. I'll get that next big job and it'll happen. it will turn around, but it doesn't, it's, it's one of those things. And this is something I can attest to is like, I'm just going to work harder, harder, harder. And I like, I literally worked myself to the point I had a, it was um like a stress rash on my back. It was, oh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like an upside down Christmas tree. It started to because I just work, oh, work, work, and I started getting migraines. I couldn't see, but you get in that thing where you just get burned out and you have to stop and and, and take a break. You have to literally, I don't care if it's in, and, and lock yourself in the, in the house, you know, for a day or two, just, you have to take a break. And, and burnout is a very real thing in this industry. And, uh, I'm sure you've come across. I'll
0: second that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say I'll get burned out a couple of times a year, but I know now and I, I'm just gonna keep going back to that. I'm just, I'm gonna keep paraphrasing the, the passion thing because you brought up a good point there. That, that whole, I think that really kind of defines it. I'm passionate about what I do. I enjoy what I do. Every element of it, up to this point, this long being in it. So now I can, I know that burnout's coming, but I know how to circumvent it. I know. Okay, it's time for a family getaway. Okay, yeah. now it's time for just me to. <laughs> it's gonna sound funny. So spend a few days Netflix and chilling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hanging out, you know, getting away, getting down. And you got to know you. But if you're you're not passionate, you don't have that drive and care to, okay, how am I going to dig out of this? Or how am mm-hmm. I going to work through this time in this season of, of burnout? I, I mean, it's a regular thing. It's not just green industry. I mean, you probably experienced that oh. in your partners and everybody and, and the tech side. I mean.
2: Oh, yeah. No, and it, it, it's anywhere. Um, I just think it's, well, maybe just because I've been in the industry so much, yeah. but I, I really see it like you've been working all season long and then come October, September, October, November, you're just like, I'm done. I'm ready for a break. I'm ready for it to, to like in our area of snow and just. It's almost there. It's
0: almost there. Oh, yeah.
2: We almost made yeah. it through, you know, but I find that you need to, you know, again, just stop during, you know, June, you know, May, June. I understand, you know, you've been, you got all these estimates coming in and quotes you have to get done. But you really just t- take even a Sunday off and do not answer the phone. Do not look at your email, you know, do whatever it is. Just take a break. And what you find is that yeah. your brain has time to relax and, and process everything that's going on. And then all of a sudden those ideas start popping. At least at least yes. me, that's how it is. And ideas start popping. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I, I need to do this. Yeah. I need to get this set up. And this is something my wife deals with. She's an idea person. And she'll come to me and like, hey, let's start talking about this. I'm like, hold on, stop, you know. Write those ideas down. Let me finish what I'm working on. I'm like, I'm very focused person. I get going. I do this again. It, it doesn't happen if you just you're, you're still in it and just driving, working, working. You have to take that time off. I I can't stress that enough. I know you think it's the opposite that you just got to work harder. I'm telling you, it's not. It doesn't work that way. Life is not that way. And you start looking at any industry experts. It's that way.
0: Do you run into that with your the people that are on the academy? Do you tell them that same thing? And if you do, what's the response there? Because I would think that someone trying to save the business and being optimistic about it would take that all. So basically, you're telling me I just need to chill out for a little bit and rest <laughs> and and regroup. And, and unless you like are going downhill and you should have went, filed bankruptcy like yesterday, which I, I I hope you wouldn't. I'm just kind of using <laughs> speech. But.
2: Yeah, no, no, you're right. And every, every circumstance is different. But I can tell you the one person that came to me, they broke down in tears. Wow. They've been in the academy for about. I don't, don't don't call me on this, but probably a little over a year right now. And, um, they're at the point now that they are actually taking Mondays off. They work Tuesday through Friday, sometimes Saturdays to do estimates, but they take off Sunday and Monday and they have found that they are actually much more relaxed and and can focus whatever they got to do on their job. Mm. But you know, they had to take some time to get stuff set up so their crews can work on Monday, you know, their, their business still operating. But they found themselves, you know, doing a kind of 180 just because they needed that time to relax. Wow. It's a very, very hard thing to deal with. And I think many of us can just contest to it. And it's a real thing. And I, I just feel that you really have to step back and and just take some time to yourself. And even if you have to go drive in a car or truck, whatever it is, just to kind of chill out. You know, I like that's how I used to chill out. I remember just getting the truck and just drive and, and just Turn on the radio, crank up whatever tunes you have that you like. And and just to me, it just kind of things just kind of melt away. But
0: let your mind rest for for a while.
2: Yeah, just you have to find whatever your your thing is to kind of chill out. And, you know, like you mentioned paintball, if it's that your thing is paintball, go play paintball, do whatever just to just to get your mind off the business for a bit. That's what you need to give your mind a break on it and a body too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I've moved from paintball to the real stuff now, so I, I, can't, I can't go as much because that price tag is just a little different. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> My son's in Airsoft right now. I have one in paintball and yes. one in Airsoft, so yeah. Oh,
0: do you really? Oh, <laughs> yep. man. Well, no, that's a good transition point too. I used to, I was wanting to get into tournaments with the Airsoft towards the end of me being in paintball because I was, some friends had gone into it. This has been, golly, a long time ago. And yeah, I didn't realize even now that there are, it's kind of like a little cult thing out there Mm -hmm. where, I mean, just like paintball, you can get all decked out, be SWAT if you want to, or go in (laughs) those big warehouses and stuff. Yeah. Good on them, man. I bet that that's a fun-filled household over there.
2: It is.
0: That sounds fun.
2: When I get off this uh, podcast, I'm going to go try to fix this gun. My one son's gun wasn't working the other day, and his, he's actually Aww. in a tournament on uh, Saturday. So I'm like, Dude, uh, "Out of town? Right.
0: That's great, man! <laughs> give him kudos from the Lone Star. That's pretty
2: yeah. cool." <laughs> but it, it is one of those things. You have to find whatever works for you to get your mind off it. Paintball, airsoft, go you know, shooting, whatever it is, driving, snowboarding, whatever it is, find something just to give your mind a break. I, I guarantee you, it'll, you'll start changing your perspective on everything that you're doing.
0: So, a bit more on the scarier side, not, and I'm asking you this for me and, and for my listeners, because I know they're thinking that because I know I am. Aside from the passion, aside from that kind of stuff, aside from the ushy gushy stuff, like, I mean, technically, is there times where it's like, guys, I would recommend that you just need to cloak shop, or guys, you need to just keep pushing a little bit harder? I'm looking at the numbers from what you're telling me. You know, you just need to push a little bit because. I mean, there are times, I mean, you had to close up shop. I think Mm -hmm. yours was more because of appropriating passion to what you really want to do. But numbers wise or market wise or the area you're in, I mean, is there times that it's just simply time to go ahead and, and wrap and go get a job for a while? What's your perception on that?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. A couple of things that I think is like, to me, is very important would be if it, whatever you're doing right now is really ruining your relationship. You know, if you're on the brink of getting divorced or, you know, that you're having issues with your children or whatever it mm-hmm. is, and it's just driving to that point, like it's hurting your relationship with your family. To me, it's something that you really need to consider making some drastic changes or, or closing up shop. I think that's one of the things gotcha. because it's, to me, it's not worth ruining a family relationship over a business. My thought, my opinion. The other thing is really looking at your numbers, and I'm I'm a huge numbers guy. But you have to understand some of those numbers, and looking at where you're at, you know, how much what your accounts receivable are you, you know, owed money from a year ago, you know, ninety days ago, whatever it is. Looking at that, and looking where you're at as far as debt, you know, if you've been purchasing all kinds of equipment and you're just not making the payments on it. Unfortunately, it may be at the point you have to, you know, file bankruptcy and and close up shop. It just might be a better situation for you in the end. But those are the biggest thing. It's, it's really looking at your numbers, looking at, you know, are, do you have the sales coming in? Do you have the leads coming in? Do you have imp- people to help you do what you need to do if you are at that point? And looking at your bank account, what do you have? If you don't have anything, and how much is owed you? You know, do you have the passion to make that change? If you don't okay. have that passion, then you are not going to.
0: Man, I, gosh, that's good. I remember one of the points when my partner and I were still together and we were just on the eve of splitting up. We had a commercial client. We were a small business. I mean, we, at the time, I think the most we ever did was up up around half, half mil or something like that. Gross margin, 2%, right? (laughs) But um, we had a client, a commercial client that it was a big one. They were, they were half of our business almost. I'd say probably third of our business. Let's just say that. And, I don't know how we let it, but going back to the knowing your numbers, who owes you money, staying on top of that kind of stuff. Oh, man. Um, somehow we let this account let them go about a year, year and some change. And, okay, yeah, we have some missing invoices here. We know it's been sent, but, you know, they wrote us a check here, so we'll just give them some grace. You know, mm-hmm. back and forth, big account. You don't really want to disturb the water, right? You know, that whole scary thing. Stop, man. it It got to a point where... I checked with my buddy, and I'm like, hey, where are we at on this? And it was, it was darn near close to $50,000. And for us, that's a small operation. That's a that's basically our profit that we're making off of it. And because they were about a quarter million, 150000 some years. So they were chunky to us. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're running a, what, 10% margin on that client or less, hopefully a 20% margin on that client, knowing your numbers, Yeah. You're basically financing them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're financing your your service to them because all the profit was gone. So at that point, man, what you said, knowing your numbers, keeping track on it, and there's, so there's ways around it. You can get creative. So then I found out, hey, other people in the business owed us money too, but we were doing much bigger projects for them where you actually had overhead monies of materials involved with this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and so they owed us they owed us a bunch. So we got to either we got to do something. And that's when I realized. So we, we finally, it took us a year to get all of it back finally. And we kind of salvaged somewhat the relationship of the, when he and I split. Uh, I just said, no, we're, we're done. I'm, we might have allowed this, but that tells me, too, you're not on top of your books either. And you're not paying yeah. your people. So I can only imagine what the other contractors are doing. You know, anyways, oh yeah, uh, they, I agree with you. I'm saying that I agree with you. That actually happened to me. And that was one <laughs> of the times I was thinking about closing up strong. <laughs>
2: Well, and it's, and it's easy thing to do, especially if you're a, a, you know, a smaller operation and, you know, one or two people in it, it's easy to, you know, forget about the accounts receivable and who you, who owes you. It's just because you get busy working and you just, I'll get that tomorrow. I'll get that tomorrow. And you keep pushing off. And just in my experience, and I'm sure you can relate to this, the further you push it off, the harder it is going to be to collect that money or the chance of getting all that money just keeps, to me, it keeps going down, down, down so it it's one of those things that you have to stay on, it. and I don't care what size of business if you're a solo entrepreneur or you have fifty employees hundred employees, you have to stay on those those types of things and, and stay on top from getting your money mm-hmm. when you're when
0: you're owed <laughs> no you i I completely agree I mean that alone if you're in a in a bad situation, you're like me starting chucking the minivan, starting up and, and you're working 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 you're missing time with your family and and you're giving up your social life and all you're doing mm-hmm. is working and then You're looking at this, you know, full red page of invoices that, you know, is owed to you. What am I doing here? You know, but then it kind of back to the passion. No, I'm going to push. I'm going to see. I'm going to find out. And before you know it, you can recover all that, get rid of those people and then move on and keep pushing on. But no, I I could see and I wanted to ask a second ago about technically, hey, there is times to wrap up. And maybe for me, there was times I should have just wrapped up, but I had that passion. Maybe the passion just kept pushing to say, okay, it, it went above and beyond what the numbers were, uh, were saying that I should do. But I'm like, no, we're gonna hang in there, even if I'm the last pirate on the ship, slashing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that, I, I still took over the fleet eventually, you know. So yeah. I don't, whatever.
2: I think the other thing is, you know, you need to look at your business. Are you running your business with your heart or with your head? And if you're just running it through your heart, like, ah, oh, we'll get through it, we'll get through it, and not using your head and not looking at the numbers and, and really taking a good analytical look at your business and where you're at financially, the numbers don't lie. They're black and white. They are what they are. And if you are running your business with your heart and you know, if you're one of those people that are just taking the materials and multiplying by two or three and just hoping it's going to work out, yeah, you'll win some on this, sum on this job, but you'll lose some on this one. And it doesn't always even out. And that's where people, I think, get in trouble if they run it with their, their heart and not their head. And I really encourage you to, if you're out there and you're at that point, to reach out to people, learn your numbers, learn what you need to do, and, and learn how to collect those payments and, and keep your cash flow coming. And, and you can start seeing a change in your business if you just start doing some of those basic things.
0: But again, if you don't have that passion, you won't do it. And you'll probably just wind up walking away from it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And This business is hard, you know. And if you're at that point, I think if you're in your mindset of like, I, I really need to shut down my business. Couple things, I guess, to me is obviously the passion. But sit down and do some reflection on your business. You know, where where did you start? Where did you come from? Did you start in a minivan? Did you start with that little rototiller? You know of your moms and, and, and going out doing things and look at where you're at now. And that might give you that motivation. That might give you that drive to keep pushing like, Oh, you know, I, I've done this, you know, I've gone from here or now I have a whole fleet of mowers. I have a whole fleet of trucks or whatever it is mm-hmm. that might get your passion going again and get you kind of rejuvenated and mm-hmm. get you moving in the right direction.
0: Or like with a gentleman or service like yourself, yep. uh, you may not see any of that and you may not have it. But if you get with someone that just has an analytical view on it, they don't know mm-hmm. you, they don't you know know you outside of what you're showing them. Mm-hmm. You're, they're going to you for counsel and they're paying for uh, for mentorship. You may say, hey, guys, you're not as bad as you think you are. If you just tweak here, you collect there, and you set a goal for this, mm-hmm. you're, you could find your way out of this mess. And this time next year, you're going to be 2X, 3X what you had been over the last 10 years or yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's why I think it's so great guys like yourself make a living doing this or putting this together, because for every one of you, there's 10,000 of other people who don't know, you know, oh, my gosh, I, we might have to close up. And, mm-hmm. and you probably really don't even have to. And, and if they're asking the right questions to people like you and coaching calls and all that, it just may simply be I'm not an expert in what you do. But if somebody in my community just sits down, we have lunch, they just kind of give me rough numbers and they're telling me where the, I may see something that they never even realize. And it's like, don't do this. Let's meet back here in a month and let's see what happens kind of thing.
2: Absolutely. And I, I think this industry is full of people, helpful people. I think this industry, like we talked about earlier with the different podcasters and social media, just reaching out to people, just asking them questions, that might be what you need to do. We have our, our, our Landscape Business Owners Facebook group and we get people reaching out. We get them started an email list and, and we talk to them and I get people asking questions. I'm always willing to hop on and, and answer an email and help people out. And I'm, I can probably attest for most people in this industry, they'll help you. You know, if you're struggling, reach out. There's tons of different landscape associations and stuff. Reach out to those people and ask them. If you have somebody says no, go to the next person. You know, I don't don't give up that quick and easy there's always people out there to help you amen i agree the other thing too is if you at that point that you know you need to shut down your business don't necessarily think of it as a failure you didn't fail it's it's maybe a hard lesson learned but you can take and learn from that knowledge and you know you can start it up again it's not like it's a you know that's it i'm done i'm over and i'm not gonna go back type of thing. You can always go back and start it up again at some point. Don't be afraid to throw in the towel and, and revamp and start over. If you look at any huge billionaire out there, Warren Buffett, I know he he has started a business over here or had shut down businesses. So it's not like it's always like, that's it. I'm a failure. I'm done. I'm over. I'm just going to go work for somebody else the rest of my life.
0: Walt Disney, he went bankrupt, what, five times before Disney parks actually kicked off it profitably? It yeah, <laughs> there, like that.
2: Yeah. like so yeah, don't don't be afraid and don't think of it as a as a failure. See what you can do to learn from it. That's the biggest thing that to me is a huge thing. There is changing your mindset and looking at everything that you can do. What can I do to make it better? What can I learn from this lesson? To me, people a lot of times will point blame on somebody else or something in the industry or something. You are the captain of that ship. You are the one that's in charge. Yet you make the decisions and it has to come back to you. I mean, it could be outside factors. I'm not saying it isn't always, but you have to take a look at what you did and what can you do to make a change in it or make changes in the future. I think that's the biggest thing to me. I kind of live my life that way. And it's good. Everything's a lesson. That's something my grandfather always told me. Everything's a lesson somewhere. So just learn from what everybody's doing and and see what you can do to take it and use it for yourself, use it for inspiration for something or, or make improvements on it, whatever it is.
0: I was at an expo this year for the first time there in Louisville.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And did you, you had a booth set up out there?
2: Not this year. Last year I did. Okay. This so that's
0: because I just saw a video of what you were yeah. putting up about it or something. And I'm like, did I not see him there? Cause I, I was running through that place. So I was like, man, that's really cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a cool thing. I'd I loved doing that. And just chatting with all the people is, it was, it was weird to me from the point of I had people coming up, oh, I listen to your podcast, you know, and I, I don't think about it that way. You know, it's like, oh, I learned so much or help me. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. I never you know, really stepped back and look at it from that, their point of view. So
0: it's fulfilling, man. It is, Yeah. It's fulfilling. Cause you're wanting to, you're, you get into it with that mindset, but then like you're saying, just, just a moment ago, you get lost in, you know, the technical mm-hmm. side of everything, making sure content's out on a regular, making sure the website and, and sales and all that, you lose it. And then when you have those cherries on the ice cream poking you on the shoulder saying, hey, wow, then you just kind of get jolted with the, with the dose of reality. And that's better than a paycheck, man. Tell you what.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's, I, I love doing this. I love helping people um, no matter where they're at in their business. I find so much joy in it. And, you know, getting on coaching calls and talking to people and then helping them work through whatever situation, you know, just from my experiences or whatever I've, I've dealt with or learned it's an amazing, amazing feeling. And I encourage anybody out there to help people. And at first, I didn't do it for a price. I just help people and and I'm just passionate about it. It's just kind of how I am and who I am. So,
0: of course, after a while, it's you you got to start charging for it because yeah. I I've heard before it's like people don't really they'll treat what they pay for differently than what they mm-hmm. receive for free you know yeah. and and I, I kind of follow it but at the same time you need to be compensated for your time and for all the years of advice and everything I mean shoot I mean what's his name uh old, uh charging seven eight thousand dollars <laughs> uh, <laughs> a conference for per ticket who is that there's several
2: of them out oh, there there's, yeah like. Grant Cardone or <laughs> he's one of them. Okay. We'll yeah. just go with that guy. So
0: I, I, I was on YouTube here, gosh, following some of his stuff a little while back. And then just, you know, kind of on some of the feed there on the side, uh, a guy said that my phone call with Grant Cardone and how much I spent. Ah, let me go check. Let me click on that. Let's see what that's all about. Brother man dropped $125,000 for an hour or two on the phone. With Grant Cardone. <laughs> I'm like,
2: Dang! Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. So, bro,
0: don't feel bad. You know, putting these helpful courses because see, that's the thing. That guy may have learned one thing in that hundred twenty five (laughs) thousand dollars conversation that might turn ten million around for him in his real estate company. Someone here, our conversation. You have a, a coaching call, or they're they're paying their monthlies, and they're you know, they're surrounding themselves with that network that you've set up and they learn one or two things and two years down the line, they're nowhere near where they could have been if they Mm -hmm. weren't listening. So I find value in that. And that's just something for me. And I actually uh, made a podcast about that some, some time ago about appreciation. Cause we didn't have, I didn't have, we didn't have any of this, but I mean, back in the, in in your prime when doing it with the, when you were foreman and all that, we didn't have any of this stuff. And, other than people giving you a stank eye at QT in the gas stations when you're kind of asking about their equipment and what they did. Right.
2: Yep. (laughs) I remember like doing everything. There used to be, I can't remember the name of the show. It used to be before equip and everything was down in Louisville, it used to be up in Chicago. And I can't remember the name of it right now, but anyhow, I remember going to like every single course that they had just to try to learn and, and, and reaching out and just do whatever I can. And there's so much more available now. Like I said, just start researching, start, Reaching out to people and asking for help. If you're if you're at that point, it's it's something that you're contemplating. Don't be afraid to reach out. You know we're here. so much
0: more on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. You got your hundred thousand dollar consultants. Well, for businesses, I should say. Yeah. If you make a hundred thousand a year, if you make a million a year gross, if mm-hmm. you're doing if your business is doing ten ten a year, hundred million a year, there's people now mm-hmm. that has fed into all this that can probably help you out of whatever situation
2: we see. T- console years ago. We we actually hired a uh, consultant to come in. He wasn't a landscape industry consultant. He was a business consultant. And uh, <laughs> we hired him and they came in. I don't remember exactly, but like towards the end of the summer. So we had him work for a few months. We asked him to pause the, what they're doing for the wintertime because here in Indiana, it snows and we weren't sure what the revenue was going to bring. So we asked him to pause it. And uh, at that point, we paid him like 20 some thousand dollars. It came springtime and we called him up Nobody answered the phone. Nobody answered the phone. Found out they went out of business themselves. He didn't know
0: his numbers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sick. (laughs) I was like, you got to be kidding me. My dad and I were furious. Like, you know, we, we looked at you to help us out and you, I don't, you know, I don't even know what happened. Maybe they took the money and ran. I, I don't even know, but we're like, did you get anything out of that at least? Did you get some, no? I mean, well, I mean, we got stuff like what we learned. Yeah. We learned a lot.
0: I guess that's all you can really hold on to then.
2: Huh? Yeah. But it's just like, holy Jeez. cow, like, come on. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can well, chuckle that's, I and think,
0: laugh now, but then I'm sure you weren't too happy. Well,
2: I think that's why I want to make it affordable to everybody. That's why we try to make our academy affordable, just because I don't want you to be in that same circumstance that we had. And To me, it goes back to there's always somebody out there that can help you no matter what. So if you're you're at that point, I think, in your business that you're really contemplating Shutting down, reach out to somebody. Personally, reach out to me. I'm sure Andrew would care just to chat with you and give you some ideas from his experience. Yeah, that's right. And anybody out there will at least chat with you and talk to you. So I encourage you to do that if you're at that point.
0: Scott, real quickly, um, for my listener, if you don't mind, Mm -hmm. on when I put this on on my channel, do you mind just giving a quick kind of rundown of your academy and and what your services are to offer? Um, I want to plug you in that way on there. See if, uh, kind of put your pricing out there, kind of the sure. schematics of everything, how long you've been doing it. Mike's yours for a few minutes, man. Go ahead.
2: Thank you. So we offer a coaching program where we have online courses that we teach everything from knowing your numbers to all about hiring, training, and retaining your employees. We have stuff on system procedures and stuff on marketing and sales inside this academy. And it's all available. Right now, we, the pricing is $99. It's actually going to go up this year. We sat down and went through our numbers We're going to have to raise our rates this year. Nothing crazy, but we are going to raise our rates. So right now, it's currently $99 for the basic level. You get in there, and I don't even remember how many hours. There's there's a ton of different courses. There's like over 45 courses, and they're all broke down into individual courses. We break it down. Very simple for you. We give you done-for-you spreadsheets, calculators. So if you want to know your pricing, basically, you just got to put in what you pay for monthly for your overhead, what you pay for your equipment. And it's going to tell you what you need to do. And then we actually have a whole estimating system based on that to help recover that overhead to make sure you're charging enough. That's like the biggest thing people come to us for is to figure out their numbers. And then we have done for you procedures. So if you're at the point in your business, you need to start adding those procedures and checklists. We have stuff that we had in our business. We've, you know, are basically given it to you. That's all, again, available for $99 a month. Now, if you want some more one-on-one coaching and more assistance to kind of get it done a little bit quicker or, or, you know, make sure everything's done right. Yeah. Our next level is 299 again, that's going to go up to 349 at the beginning of the year, but it's 299 a month and you get all that stuff. You get group coaching calls every single week. There's a live one-on-one coaching call, 90-minute coaching call with me every month, and then the accountability meeting too. So there's plenty of opportunities to speak to me and pick my brain and see if we can help you out anyway.
0: So I guess I'll I'll get this check out to uh, one of my friends. No, I'll I'll get this check out to your to your PO box there. Don't let me forget. To, <laughs> this is uh, I'm stealing an hour from you? <laughs> uh, no, no.
2: Well, no, that's that's why we do the podcast because I I want to help out and share. And there's there's stuff that we say here that I it's in our pot our, our academy. But no, that's I appreciate it. Let me share that.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. I I, I find a lot of value in stuff like that because. I mean, there's there's a just a just a handful of guys that are making it with quality, something like that, and just from what you've already described, sounds. I know with my interactions just on the podcasting side, I've already just in our two or three conversations, I've already learned some cool tips and tricks from scheduling and a new video system here. I've already I've already learned a lot, you know. So I mean, that's that's really, but I've always found value. It's like I just have to say it, you know when people start preaching about costs and, and their product and stuff like that, oh, there they go trying to, no, it's it's not. If you spent in six months, you know, what, 500 bucks or so on, on a monthly deal and you learned something that brought you in from yourself, you know, or from whoever, you, one of the modules that you've put up there and you turned a section of your business around and, you know, you've made yourself just two, three, four thousand $4,000 off of that. I mean, you've already, you know, 5X your investment without even realizing it. So that's how I see it. You always got to spend a buck to make a buck. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm only going to spend a buck if I can make 10, right? Yep. Classic businessman. Yep. <laughs> and that's exactly what a product driven from experience like this uh, does. So I'm always encouraging my listener.
2: Well, like if you just even go back to the numbers course, if you went out and actually went to some of these other bigger consultants and not knocking them, they do an amazing job. I, I learned from some of the stuff. But their prices is, is up there, and we try to make it affordable for the same type of product. So, but no, it, it's a great product. You're a great community of landscapers in there. Awesome. So there's always people to reach out to. So when we get on these group coaching calls, you're not just listening to me the whole time. You have other members on there that uh, you know share ideas. What's working for them? Employing what's working for them for marketing. You know, oh, that's even better. People ask. Skidster tires, you know what? What kind of skidster tires you're running? Whatever. So there's a great, a lot of great stuff in there. But no, it's it's an awesome program. I encourage you at least check it out. It's a MillionDollarLandscaper.com. Check it out, and there. I'll
0: have that in the show notes and, and online for that you can hyperlink and, and find out what mm-hmm. Scott and his operations is all about. You know a little mm-hmm. further, and so we'll have that there too. I just wanted you to spend a couple seconds. Yeah, thank you. Kind of telling about you know what your investment is now in the season of life with coaching, and I just think mm-hmm. that's really really cool. I want to ask you one more question. It's kind of a little hardball question right here. What do you think your education really preaches to? Is it to like the quarter million dollar business, guys that are a hundred thousand million dollar companies, or is it something kind of universal everybody can plug it into?
2: It's universal. We have people in there that are literally just getting started. We have People, actually two of them are from down in Texas area. Oh. One's 16 years old, one's 19 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, so they, they're they just getting started. The 16-year-old actually started his business when he was 11, started mowing. And he's like, I was just on a coaching call with him yesterday. Uh, he he's does, does an amazing job. I'm like, man, I need to get your drive and put it in my kids because <laughs> he's, oh, my doing, he's doing really well. So uh, hats off to him. Good on him. But no, we have people that are just getting started to people that are doing multi-million dollars in business a year. You know, we just one of the other customers that's of ours. We just worked on a project. He's bidding on a million dollar uh, field. So I worked with him on getting that all nailed down. So we have people in, in multiple different ranges. You know, if you start getting, honestly, in the $10 million, I'm probably not, I'm not your guy, but you know, if you're, you're just getting started and you want to learn your numbers, we can definitely get you there. Awesome. Well, I
0: appreciate you answering that. I really yeah. do. So that's cool, man. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. This is, this has been an awesome, awesome talk, man. I really, really enjoyed this. And I have to apologize to you too, as, as one of the greats out there Paul Jamison of the green industry would say excellence in broadcasting. I'm that guy that had to, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was late. And I stood you oh. up the first time Man, <laughs> good old tumbleweed down here. Lone star.
2: I'm nah, gonna just, just
0: going to tell you, no, <laughs> I appreciate no. it. That was, I appreciate you getting back on with me and having a, a, a quality sit down when you probably didn't have to, you got a lot of other things going.
2: So. Oh, yeah, no, no. I love doing this. Andrew, you mind just sharing a little bit to our listeners, a little bit about your podcast, what it's all about, and what you kind of discuss? And-
0: Absolutely. So this is all I do. I don't have a, an education program or anything like that right now. I'm, I just get on and yammer. <laughs> just like now, like our conversation. It's on all major platforms. Uh, I'm a listener of podcasts, occasionally on the, the Apple podcast. Um, that's the only place you can leave ratings and reviews, unfortunately. But uh, it's the same thing. Just my experiences. I interview other professionals much like yourself that has, you know, their 10 years, a lot more than myself, because I'm always going to be a student. And I always like learning. And if I do, I know that somebody else out there does. Mm-hmm. I do it for, for socializing. When I go to these live events, I get to meet cool people that we've already had relationships with, you know, uh, over the sound waves and, you know, on, on Instagram, things like that. And that's what I do. It's just mm-hmm. very simple. It's, it's entertaining. Uh, it has education to it. Like I said, I'll, I'll try to get on a, a handful of guests. I, I'm on three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Last <laughs> 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 Nice little end of the week, uh, end of the week spiel there. And, and in a nutshell, that's what we're all about. You know, I have an Instagram page as well, both on my business, which is Southern Suns Landscape. You can find me at and Lone Star Lawn Talk. I'm on Instagram, so you can kind of follow me on both of those. But that's what my podcast is all about. Just the same thing that we did here today. Just talk about hot topics of the industry, entrepreneurship in general, life, and just meeting people.
2: Awesome, you guys go to go check out the Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast. It's an amazing show. Appreciate that, thank you. He has some amazing guests on there. I'm a little jealous of some of the guests he's had on there. So oh, <laughs> him and I have talked on. about this.
0: <laughs> oh so. man, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, thanks for letting me plug that there, and and I'll get back to next time we get on here. I'll I have a lot more shoot back at you. So I'll be <laughs> picking up more more of your your show here as well. I just got a kick out of that. I'm like, man, I know I was. Even when we first talked and I I, I saw you there through the uh, Instagram feed. Well, when I first saw you on the live, that's what mm-hmm. I saw. I'm like, oh, let me see what this guy has to say. So I got on there and then I already right in on it. Hey, I got to get you on the podcast, man. <laughs> and <laughs> no, sure enough, good. I like a score of your of your shows already. And I didn't realize that it must have been a little while back. Anyway, I'm a corn I'm dog. That's pod. all right.
2: That's all right. Well, again, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate you being on here today. You got a moment for a few uh, fun questions here?
0: Absolutely. You betcha. Fire away.
2: All right. Would you rather be able to erase people's memory or predict their future?
0: Oh, man. I mean, are they directly, do they directly know me? So that kind of, uh, <laughs> that kind of <depicts, laughs> dictate whether I want them to forget about the past or. <laughs> y- you can pick. <laughs> um, I would say probably delete their memory. Just because everything that we've talked about that kind of gives them new insight on their life ahead. It kind of gives them a second, uh, a fresh start. I should say that. that makes I like sense.
2: that. All right. Um, what do you value most in your friends?
0: Oh, um, I re- really the sociability with them. Because I only have like, you know, a couple of core friends that I see on a regular. Learn, Learn from mm-hmm. them. I'm able to go to them with different things, both in life and business, and I can I can expect a genuine response, whether it's what I want to hear or not. Mm-hmm. So support, I guess.
2: Nice. I like that. That's when you know you have true friends when they'll tell you they won't hold back any BS.
0: <laughs> There's a scripture <laughs> verse in, in the in the good book about that, and I wish I was astute enough to just let it roll off my tongue, and I don't. So <laughs> there you go ladies and gents. So much so the bottle inside that?
2: <laughs> there you go. That works. All right. Last one. What are you currently curious about? Ooh. Um, what are you searching on Google or looking up?
0: Oh man. I watch a lot of random stuff. I usually get on <laughs> Google anymore either for research and what I'm already looking at or I'll get on YouTube and just let my brain fry out for a little while. So um, I would say about probably ancient comparisons of ancient and current, um, dare I say, religion. I'm Christian and I'm kind of into, you know, what things were said and done two, three thousand years ago, what's recorded and kind of what's happening in modern times. Kind of. That makes any sense. Yeah. Kind of get wigged out on people real quick there. Huh? <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm curious about, I would say. Just kind of see how it's sure. unfolding now, what it could unfold in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. Different dynamics of spirituality meets, you know, fleshly bodies and just the whole of everything. I guess that's what I'm curious oh. about. I know how to cut grass, so I kind I of like stop watching long, long, cutting tall <laughs> grass films a while back. So.
2: <laughs> yeah they're they're all over the place now <laughs> well andrew this has been a great conversation i enjoyed having you on we'll definitely have to have you back on in the future and hopefully we can continue chatting off not even when we're on the podcast it's been awesome and love uh absolutely absolutely throwing ideas to one another
0: for sure and uh, this has been like i said this has been a genuine experience one of those experiences that we start all this for link mm-hmm. up make the network a lot stronger yep. and before you jump off from my side, for our for ours, can I ask you a couple different Absolutely. questions? Absolutely, <laughs> My listener would already know what I'm about to ask you. As a new guest on the show, I'm always always asking these three questions, and okay. this is a part where I call it getting to know the softer side of the lawn care professional. So we already kind of know. You gave us the opportunity to look in what you've done and address these, you know, important questions over has been accumulated over the years from different professionals, both in and out of the green industry, and it's kind of told us about where you're at in this season of life. But I want to shine a spotlight on Scott himself as a person, and I want to start it off by what is your favorite cuisine, sir? What would be my, your last meal?
2: My last meal? Hmm. I'm am a. I'm a big steak guy I like having a good steak I like I have a, I have a green egg I love cooking in that yeah and uh you know a little slow cook oh
0: no we're definitely going to stay talking for a while <laughs>
2: even on and off it. so yeah I, I would have to have uh steak and and I'm pretty pretty low-key but steak and a baked potato I can I can do that all day <laughs> my friend you belong I, in Texas <laughs> I mean Mexican food is is right there too but I I, I would say a steak is probably my last meal gotcha
0: second one what is your favorite cinema what's your favorite feature series any any particular kind of favorite tv show anything like that i know i know what the name million dollar landscape podcast you probably <laughs> spend a lot of times doing real grown-up things but but if you um, had to what would be your favorite uh your favorite film of any kind
2: um well, I actually just got done. Well, not just got done. It was a little, a little while ago, but I just finished up Breaking Bad. I really liked that show. <laughs> that was actually really, really pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Interesting show.
2: Yeah, I watched that one all the way through. I don't I don't get into a whole lot of ones, but I did stay with that one. That was one that just pulled me in and kept me intrigued. We're doing uh, Stranger Things, too, with, with kind of a family. We'll all sit down as a family and watch that one together. But mm-hmm. for me personally... This, uh, Breaking, Bad, Breaking Bad.
0: That's a very intriguing show. No, I yeah. agree with you. It's. I followed it for most of the seasons and then I don't know. I think it's probably so. I don't know when I stopped watching it, but I think I finally finished all of it out over mm-hmm. time, but I was with you. I, I watched it for I don't know, four or five seasons in a row. Uh, if it's had that many I can't remember, but then I kind of dwindled off of it after a while, but no, it's good. I agree. Yep. That's a good that's a good series. Uh last thing and probably one of the more important ones, what is something memorable? Something that has stuck with you through life? Maybe something that's been said to you, a memory, or maybe something that you've told someone. Just just a memorable moment or a saying that you've kind of held with you in in your years here on this planet Earth.
2: Something my grandfather always told me. And uh it's probably not the best thing to say, but it was always, uh, don't half-ass anything, you know, put, put your whole heart in everything. Best
0: thing to say in a day like today, come on. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's something I always instill into my children. Our last name is Mulchan. We're, we're Molchans. We don't half-ass anything. We do, we put everything in, we put our full ass in everything that we do, um, and, and try to give it our all. So that's something that's always stuck with me. Something my grandfather told me and Sometimes I probably take it too far, I guess, but I always want things to be perfect, but I have to step back sometimes, but it's, that's something that's always stuck with me. And I think it's uh, an important life lesson is just don't don't give up too early, stay with it and stick with the course and put your whole heart into it. Well, I think you'd agree with me that we need more of
0: mentalities of your granddad in in an in a era and a day like today. I I completely agree with that saying. That's a good saying. Yep. It's a good memory to have. Well, that, that wraps it for me, man. I appreciate you letting me kind of split that up with you there and got to know yep. each other on that and give some good advice to both of our listeners there. And I just think that this is going to be a kickoff to a great friendship, man. I appreciate you. This is awesome.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate your time. Thanks for letting me be on your show. Yeah, no, this is awesome. And I, I definitely appreciate you. Uh, I know you've been working all day and uh, I know you got to go chill out and relax and do whatever and get your next day ready. But I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to be on today. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a... A great start to a relationship, I think, and we'll uh, continue talking. Same, brother. All right now. All right, man. You have a good one, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: That'll work. Yes, sir.
2: Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message.